Hang on. Hang on. Right. This might be a podcast. Boy. This might be a podcast. It might be great. It might be guest. It might be a big, big mess. Podcast popping in your Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Before we get to the episode, uh, we've got a hefty mailbag here full of delicious fan content, both educational, opinionated, and um, hilarious. So, without further ado, here is Kai Pfeiffer uh, talking about I Blame You by request by me. Here we go. Hey, Greg, this is Kai calling in because, well, you called me out by name to talk about whether uh, whether I think I Blame You is in 3, 4, or 6, 8 time. To me, I think this song is almost certainly in 3, 4 time. Let me tell you why. So, uh, like you, being a little bit more rhythm-oriented, I think it's something that a lot of people, drummers, percussionists, they kind of just feel it without really thinking about the math and how it's divided and why, right? I'd say, you know, if you're just feeling it, 6-8 has kind of a real lilting feel. It's almost, uh, it swings back and forth like a pendulum. Right? So there's two strong beats in those um, six subdivisions. Whereas 3-4 is more like, uh, it's a waltz. I mean, that is the time signature of a waltz, and it almost has kind of a stilted feel. So it's boom, ba, ba, boom, ba, ba. And those are quarter notes, right? Whereas ba, da, 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 that's um, eighth notes. So I think what's tricky... Uh, is that both a bar of 3, 4, and 6, 8, they can contain 6 eighth notes. So the difference is in how you group them. That's kind of what informs that feel. Um, and it gets even nerdier. So, so in 3, 4, it's what they call simple triple time because there are three quarter notes and you can divide those into three groups of two eighths. Uh, so that's like three strong beats per bar and each strong beat divides into two eighth notes. Bulb. That's 3-4. And 6-8 is compound time. There are two strong beats as opposed to three, uh, with each strong beat dividing into three eighth notes. So you could technically um, force a 3-4 into a 6-8 and vice versa, uh, which is kind of why it's uh, confusing, I think. But how we divide those uh, eighth notes is, impacts the feel. So 6-8 might be uh, House of the Rising Sun, you know. That's those um, subdivided arpeggios that, uh, you know, the guitarist of the animals is uh, strumming. And that shows you uh, how the strong beats are divided into groups of three eighth notes. 3-4 is like... Uh, the verses to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the non-shitty Beatles, right? It's uh, uh, super clear, a clear sense of three in each measure. So picture yourself in a boat on a river. 
So, right, that's 3-4. And if you like musicals, and if you're familiar with uh, West Side Story, there's a song called America. Fuck yeah. Uh, no, it's a different song. America, it's not Team America. Um, but in that song, they oscillate between the two time signatures. Uh, it starts with 6-8 and then ends in 3-4, uh, each musical phrase. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. Right? The part that goes, America, that's a bar of three. The I like to be in a, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Right? So that's in six, eight. So uh, I like to be in America. Fuck yeah. So yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that would be a, a bar of six, three, and then four. I like to be in a is six, eight. America, three. Fuck yeah. One, two, three, four. That's in four, four. So all that to say, it can totally be up for debate a lot of the time, but in this case, it's pretty clear that I blame you is in 3-4, just because the beats are all strong and they're uh, divided into groups of two, right? If, if on, in the rare occasion that Flansburg is singing uh, eighth notes, which he does a little bit, so... A little time signature education for your listeners. I'm sure they're thrilled. Uh, you know, apologies to whoever is your guest this week, because you probably just lost a bunch of listeners with this uh, monologue here. But, uh, Greg, I love your stupid-ass podcast. I can't wait to be on it. I'm going to be bringing my wife, and you're going to bring your wife, and we'll talk about Welcome to the Jungle one of these days. It's going to be awesome. Take care. Yeah, Kyle, let's schedule that. Uh, when you hear this, Hit me up if uh, I haven't hit you up already. Let's talk Welcome to the Jungle with uh, the ladies. Our one true love, <laughs> the ladies. So next we've got Jonathan Leonard who is catching up on the show and he has thoughts on like a half a dozen episodes, I think, here. So uh, he's going to go quick. Here's Jonathan. Hey, Greg. This is Jonathan. Uh, have not called in a long time because I was... I fell woefully behind uh, in the podcast, but uh, because of a job I have, I'm now able to listen to the uh, podcast and so in turn your show up to 10 hours a day if I want to. In the spirit of that, I'm going to call, since I just completed my work week, with my various thoughts of the episode <laughs> that I listened to this week. So starting off, uh, Nightgown of the Sullen Moon, great song. Uh, one thing that wasn't mentioned on the show, and it's just something I always kind of thought. I always thought that the bridge kind of had almost like a snotty, teasing kid kind of sound to it. Like, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. In the uh, Happy Doesn't Have to Have an Ending episode, you guys were kind of struggling to make the connection of why talking about Peter Torque. Now, again, take, you can take me to task if I'm wrong, but doesn't the monkey sing, come on, get happy? I might be wrong on that. That might be the Partridge family. I don't remember because I'm only in my mid-30s. Now, tip the tip, uh, even though that this song came out before I've ever seen, uh, before I saw this show, uh, I get absolutely uh, Mr. Frog vibes from Smiling Friends, if anybody's seen that kind of show, especially about eating people and eating the face. Okay, now uh, up to metal detector. I'm trying to go as fast as I can while I'm looking at my notes. It's hard to not make the connection when I hear the sounds under the ground of Mo in the bomb shelter doing an imitation of a baby ox. Uh, you can insert a clip in there if you want. Hey, I got an idea. We can play a game to pass the time. Uh, I'll make the sound of a barnyard animal 
and uh, you, you all try to guess what it is. <clears throat> it's a pig. It's a cow, man. It's a pony. No, it's a goat. You know, one of them lady goats. There are no lady goats. A lady goat is a sheep. I believe she's right. You're crazy. Dar, what's it to you? What's it to me? First Guessing game is tearing us apart. Sing, Mo. Was it a duck? Shoehorn with TC cover where you're talking about Da Vinci's notebook and where else you could maybe hear them from. Uh, they also did a song that they took to be a theme for the one episode of the Drew Carey show. Uh, called The Gates, ripping off uh, the song uh, The Box Went Out on a Chilly Night, except they're talking about uh, computer programming uh, or a computer not working. And also those uh, two guys from that band went on to be Paul and Storm, which covered Flood with Jonathan Colton. So just bringing it all around. The last episode I was able to get to this week was Impossible. Impossible, this few change gender... I know this because of a meme that I once saw saying that uh, if Finding Nemo was biologically correct after the mother gets killed off, when Nemo is of age, that uh, Marlin, the father, would turn into a female and reproduce the species with the son. I was watching Animal Planet. Do you know that the male seahorse has the baby? And I was thinking, why don't they just call that the female seahorse? You know, it's just some stubborn scientist, you know? Yeah, that one there is male seahorse. Uh, Bill, that one's having a baby. Male has the baby. You're fired. So, anyways, I'm sorry I rambled on too long. But anyways, love the show, and I will try to be more concise next week. Had to throw a clip of uh, our beloved Jim Gaffigan in there. Uh, born in Elgin, Illinois, not far from where I grew up, uh, he spent most of his childhood in Indiana uh, and attended Purdue University, uh, same place my wife now teaches. Uh, he went there for one year <laughs> before transferring to Georgetown University. But that uh, first stand-up special still might be my favorite of his because it's uh, 22 minutes just packed full of his best uh, early jokes uh, but that has nothing to do with anything except the whole male seahorse thing so thanks so much for calling in fellas anyone could call in at 224-801-2930 without further ado uh on to the episode this is part one of be of the bird of the moth i've decided for my own sanity that if an episode recording goes uh, any longer than two hours. I'm going to split it up into two weekly episodes because uh, this thing is three and a half hours here. Josh is a very interesting dude. Uh, and so I'm going to split it up because uh, you'll get 90 minutes of content, over 90 minutes of content each week. So anyway, here's part one. Yeah, I'm interested to get to know you a little bit because I don't know. It's, it's you know, Facebook stalking. Like if people actually put a lot of info on Facebook, it's easier to like, you know, figure you know, figure out a little bit, you know, but yeah, with Instagram a- or Twitter, I'm like flying in Larry King style, just like, <laughs> who are you? 
who's <laughs> sitting so across true. from me? That's so funny. That, <laughs> that is exactly so, how Larry King does it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you the guy that played Batman? Um, all right. So are we ready to start? start? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest Josh Pilch to talk about the song Bee Slash Bird Slash Moth, as I listed it in the email, the bird, the bee of the moth, off of the else. Here we go. Everyone is crying at the dread hypnotic flying of the bee of the Hi, how's it going? Oh, yeah, good. I mean, you've already heard all about my uh, window problems. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I'm happy you made it through that. <laughs> yeah, I hope <laughs> none of my listeners have to take a box cutter to their windows tonight. Uh, yeah, God. yeah. Uh, and not, to be clear, not to the glass, because that, that would be like... <laughs> or the screens, even. Right. You're right. probably assuming I'm cutting my way through the screen. <laughs> no, it's the rope pulley system of these old ass windows mm-hmm. as, f- as far as i know the pulley system is original from the 1890s but they could have been replaced at some point it's hard to say yeah. um it's always funny though when we have people come over to work on the house they're always very impressed or they run away screaming yeah like, there's right. only one company in town that will touch plaster walls and it's like the the german mennonites you know they come in oh. with their chin strap beards and their flat brimmed hats and their flip phones yeah. They're allowed to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have cell phones, but they're flip phones. They're not smartphones. <laughs> that's interesting. I, it's I, adorable. I know, yeah, I know Mennonites can um, use modern technology, but that, that's funny. I guess there's a limit to the modernity of it. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> only thinking, up to Motorola Razor. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just don't uh, Maybe they do not do the internet. It seems like anyone with a company, a construction company, would have to do the internet in some way. Maybe, I don't think so. Maybe they just have like you know like a community center where like one computer's got the internet and... The rest of them, you know, they don't want to be tempted, you know, by the <laughs> devil on their cell phones with the, all that internet and that's right. social media, you know. Well, well thankfully. All those Mennonites getting on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Mennonite TikTok is insane. Uh, <laughs> it's bonkers. Those guys are wild. <laughs> I, I have to think, though, like, you know, that maybe they kind of move back to, like, the, the less uh, technological aspect when they look at your pulley system and it's like, Oh, a simple machine. Yeah. One exactly. of the original. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you Do have it. some inclined planes in there. 
<laughs> well, our upstairs hallway is slanted slightly. You could roll down oh. it. <laughs> <An unintentional laughs> <Glide> plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it is crazy. Like, we had... So, they had to come in. We've only had to have them come in, the Mennonites. They're doing a ton of work on our neighbor's house right now. But they've only had to come in once for us when uh, we had, like... <laughs> My wife sending sending me pictures at work. This is like six years ago or something. She's like, our paint is bubbling in the uh, uh. office. And so, yeah, it's wet. And so it was a plumbing issue, obviously. But the plumbers didn't want to touch the plaster. Mm. They didn't want to open the wall. So we had to fix this problem, plumbing problem with two companies. We had a plumbing company, and then we had this uh, Mennonite uh, construction company who are great. They're fantastic. Super, you know, they're, they, they're super honest and upfront about everything. They're amazing. Um, mm. You know, they're, they're a little old school. It's fine. And yeah. so they're the people you want. So they go into mm-hmm. the wall on one side and from the other side in the basement. And it's this it's a three-story pipe that goes from our upstairs bathroom down through the first floor all the way into the basement and down under the house to the uh, city sewer system. So it's like... Where mm. all the shit from upstairs <laughs> literally comes <laughs> literally. down and goes out to the sewer, yeah. Uh, so they open the wall. Plumbers come back in, and it's just one three-story pipe all the way up. So you got Whoa. one plumber, and it takes two plumbers. You got one up top on the second floor. <laughs> you got one in the basement, and they're like cursing at each other through the through the pipe essentially like at each other about how to get it out of there you know my wife is like relaying all this to me they had to break the pipe well it was already had a split in it where the water was coming out like somewhere around the first floor yeah and so they had to break the pipe in half just to shimmy it out of the wall uh and onto the front lawn and so they had a hell of a time doing it, and MOI said they're just like screaming and cursing the whole time, like trying to get this massive pipe <laughs> out through a tiny like slit in the basement wall. And but they were like, like afterwards, they were like, "Oh my god, like this is an impressive feat of plumbing," because these houses were all built custom. Like every house in my neighborhood is different. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Built, yeah. It was the first planned neighborhood in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, Yeah, just up the hill, Highland Park, it's up the hill. There was originally a trolley car that went down the hill from the street that's right around the corner from our house. Um, And it was like, I mean, this was like where the rich people live back then. Like, we're Mm. not in the biggest house, but there's houses with like huge spires and giant curved windows. Yeah, talking about (laughs) window problems. These people were uh, by the park. They had some kid put... A baseball through their uh, like twelve foot wide curved glass window. Oh man! And they had to get someone to come from like an, like hours away to fix right. it because everyone in town was like, "We could do plexiglass," and they're like, "No." They're like, "No, we own this historic home. Like, no, yeah. we're putting glass in this, and no one could do curved glass." Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, so this pipe, like this house, like all the plumbing, all the pipes were fused on site. There's no like joints it's not like today where you're like oh a t-joint you shove two pipes together yeah right it's a y-joint you shove like where three pipes meet (laughs) it's the house is one big pipe essentially yes it's just a pipe (laughs) that goes everywhere so so now there's there's one piece of modern pipe a giant pvc pipe where we let them leave the the wall open in the basement like they had to take brick out um in the basement, but it's like the dungeon basement. We have two basements. This one I'm in right now in the dungeon basement. 
which I think when they did this addition, they were planning to connect. And for structural reasons, they couldn't just go through. They're like, oh, okay, we got two two basements okay. now. And they want to make yeah. sure you look creepy. Yeah, so we got this huge <laughs> pipe. They found some shit in the wall. They found like an old oil can that's in German inside <laughs> oh, the wall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, crazy shit. But yeah, the plumbers were like, they're like, yeah, that was a hell of a job. But holy cow, like mad props to those plumbers from many generations ago. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, to have built a singular <laughs> yeah. working pipe, like right, uh, right. Yeah. like the, like the frame <laughs> I'm imagining. Yeah, and like we have historical photos of this home too. Like, oh, cool photos. Yeah, we've gone to. I mean, my dad's a huge, uh, you know, architecture and like history guy, and he okay. he actually gives tours at the Franklin Wright Home and Studio in the Chicago mm. area. Nice. And uh, so we went to like the historical society and like the city records and all this. And we know every single person that has owned this house uh, since it was built. We know the names of all of them. We know where the people who lived here for 60 years, we know where they're buried, you know, like all this <laughs> stuff, which is in town. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool house that basically, long story short, is... Uh, Something always needs fixed. It's just yes, whether it, it's yeah. like whether you need to fix it like now oh. or like you can put up with it for a little bit. Right. Like the, the plumbing <laughs> thing was like we need to fix it now. Yeah. This, yeah, it, yeah. Me cutting the window tonight like that can just stay closed for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> that can wait. <laughs> that can stay closed forever. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So how old is your? <laughs> How old's your place? <laughs> Actually, I think this place is close to a hundred years old. The building oh, yeah? I'm in right now, yeah. I'm 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 over in uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is a yeah, you know, an yeah. old old uh, neighborhood. Uh, so yeah, uh, thankfully we have just a terrific super who lives here. <laughs> and, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, anytime something goes wrong here, I'm like, "Hello, can yeah, somebody right. else come fix this for me?" I know you guys get kind of at the mercy of like God, yeah, like when you're getting a place like that, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I've been like I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Sure. I, I know Chicago very well. Been in New York a couple of times, but like never owned a place in like downtown Chicago or New York or whatever. And yeah, yeah like when you're looking at a place, like, your, your place, <laughs> this place is great, but how's the landlord? Like, yep. you know, the, are you like, what are you really like? I'm going to interview you yeah. and find out, are you really going to fix shit or are you just going to like put it off so that I'm like bathing in the kitchen sink? You know? like, <laughs> yeah. You really have no idea. I really lucked out with this place. The guy's that's awesome. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. I, you know, it's a little bit older, city than yeah you know, here, but <laughs> old-ish <laughs> old-ish yeah we just happen to be in one of the oldest houses in this less old town i mean lafayette was, <laughs> Laf- as far as indiana goes lafayette was uh is one of the older cities um yeah yeah yeah, you know, we uh, uh, William Henry Harrison, um, you know, was a good part of like, killing a lot of indigenous folks around here in Tippecanoe County, where I'm at. Right. Uh, Tippecanoe and Tyler, and too. Tyler too. <laughs> I'm in Tippecanoe County. This is no way. Okay, that's yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's a flea market called Tippecanoe and Tyler too, like you know, yeah. a few yeah. miles away from here. I always found um, that slogan yeah. kind of fascinating, like. It, it must have made perfect sense at the time. When I hear it now, I'm like, what point were you trying to convey? That's your name and that's that place's name. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, James Tyler. I mean, William Henry Harrison. I don't know. Did they call him Tippecanoe? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was something like that. I don't think I don't he's know. even from Tippecanoe, but this is where he got famous for right. murder, murdering. I mean, there's... Right. There's a... <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. The Potawatomi Trail of Death goes through yeah. Indiana. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's and a- there is a monument at the 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 battlefield um, uh-huh. where it was. And so there's a big monument. You know, it was erected at some point after that, but, like, it's a really old monument. And it says, um, God, it says, Americans killed. And it's like, you know, whatever, uh-huh. like, 97 or something. And then it says, Natives killed, unknown. Oh my God! We didn't care enough about that. We didn't care to count. Oh boy, this and is the quite fact a that they called themselves right, <laughs> and they're like, "We're the Americans." I was about to say, yeah, that's and you're the you're an the natives. Choice, like at least it didn't say the, like yeah, right. At least it didn't say like savages killed or something like <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> I mean, at least they admitted that they're the natives, I guess, but they're not yes, the Americans. Uh, yeah, they're the natives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, you know, they were there before it was called America. So, I mean, you know, technically, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucked. You um, know, we should just do Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. Uh, let's throw out yeah. all the research. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, actually, um, yeah, I haven't done the episode yet, but my band Doppelpopolis is covering that song for awesome. uh, the charity compilation that I'm putting out. In, and and uh, in the, ju- in the in They July. Might Be Giants style, I assume. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're covering the They Might Be Giants version of it, version, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, again, I haven't done the full research on that. I don't know if they even have any recordings of when it was performed at first, because I, I know they found the, the sheet music. Right, yes. I've, but I've looked that when up he was, out of curiosity. Yeah. But yeah, when he was running for president, it was being played live. I don't know if it was ever recorded. Anyway, that w- it will be a fun... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I should probably have my Duff Populous guys on that episode. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun episode. Listen to that one. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it's 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 pretty fun. We're, um, I mean, actually, when we get off the call, I can let you hear the the drums, bass, and yeah, scratch guitar has already been recorded. That's we awesome. do a couple little heavy sections in it. It'll be kind of fun. Um, it's a fun song to cover and doing those little Linnell keyboard lines. Yeah. Doing them on uh, like real fuzzy guitar. Oh, cool. Pretty yeah, that sounds fun. awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And bass to some of them too. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're not here to talk about that song. But yeah, so I don't know that much about you. I was saying just like, you know, Instagram, I know you're an animator. Mm-hmm. And you know you're a you're an overall creative person, and um, <laughs> I kn- and I mean you worked on the weird the Weird Al movie, which is fucking fantastic. So I need to know. I mean, uh, before we get to the weird though, like what do yeah. you do like on the daily? Uh, yeah. So so broadly, I'm an animator um, right now, and for the past three and a half years, I, I've worked full time as a. I, I, my title is creative director at okay. uh, Augenblick Studios, which um, is known for uh, things like um, Super Jail and uh, Ugly Americans. And then oh, rec- okay. recently we did uh, our first uh, children's series, City Island, for PBS. Um, oh, City yeah. Island. So I... Uh, uh, City Island. Hold on. Is that based yeah. off of uh, books or am I thinking... No, of- no, it's not. Ba- it's, it's an okay. original... There's uh, something my d- older daughter really likes that has kind of a similar 
name to that. There's a real place called City Island in like kind of <laughs> north of the Bronx, but that's also real not original. What it's about. <laughs> yes. City Island. Don't let the name fool you. Yeah, I thought yeah. he said it was only a name. What he meant is that City Island is actually a peninsula. <laughs> um. <laughs> Everything comes down to the Simpsons for me. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. I, uh, I see. I see. What he meant is that Monster Island is actually a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah super jail man yeah okay I cool I, I, yeah. that was before i was there but i but okay. it was a fascinating series and, yeah because that was uh, a while ago yeah yeah um uh yeah yeah so i i do a little bit of it anything that has to do with animation i i can do at least a little bit of it but mostly i'm I'm occasionally directing teams, but I'm doing a lot of storyboards to like prepare a mm. uh, a, a piece of animation ahead of time. Or I'm literally going in and animating the characters according to a storyboard. Sometimes I design characters. Uh, I like to I like to do it all, Greg. That's cool, <laughs> designing. Yeah, yeah. Man, that sounds sounds so fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's, since I work full time, it's kind of like whatever the schedule calls for. If I'm you know, if my schedule lines up, it's like, okay, I'll do this today, which is cool. Yeah. So do you work from home then? No, I go into the studio, which is, okay. uh, yeah, which is also nice. I, I really like all the other directors. So we, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I yeah. know just like so many, especially New York, in New York area, you hear so much about how all the office buildings are just being abandoned to like yeah. post COVID. No one's going back. I know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's a, certainly a politically sticky topic yeah but, uh, but, the economy uh, <laughs> <right. laughs> I, I mean, Won't yeah. someone please think of the economy <laughs> <laughs> i mean i do talk a lot about like oh i love going into work but i would never say everyone must go into work regardless of safety like as i feel some people uh, right yeah and saying i mean it depends on your your profession i mean some things can be done remote and some things just cannot yeah i mean remote. and we 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 did for <laughs> obviously we did for yeah for the the you know most dangerous points of of covid which was a really long time obviously yeah. uh but um it's just it is really nice especially like if you get along with who you work with like uh that i can be like uh oh what did uh what did nicola mean by this i'll ask her hey nicola like yeah it's so hey. much easier than a slack yes right yeah <laughs> um, yeah man that sounds super cool i mean is this like dream job type stuff because it sounds super fun yeah it is uh it's it's what i always wanted to do since, that's amazing like kindergarten a lot of people um their tastes change uh as they grow older from kindergarten but not me i said uh <laughs> <laughs> I be an animator and uh yeah singularly focused from that nice on. <laughs> oh that's great yeah my mom thought i was going to be a visual artist because yeah. I, I was so into art and i still you know i can yeah i've like heard you talk about you like to draw and stuff yeah yeah, yeah i do and you know i i I'm a very big art appreciator, and I know a lot about the techniques and the history of art and stuff like that, yeah. especially, you know, people in particular. Like, my wife's a Spanish professor, mm -hmm. so we know a lot about um, uh, Mexican art in particular, and also okay. uh, also from Spain. You yeah. know, we've been to a ton of art museums. We've been to, you know, both of Frida's houses, um, oh, Frida cool. Kahlo, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, 
Uh, yeah, we've got you know prints all over the house, but like I I ended up veering towards music, you know, starting with like playing trombone in fifth grade, probably. Yeah, right. Maybe you know something about an uh, about the artist Goya, but I, yep. I don't know why I bring that up. But no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw a lot of Goya in person, especially the first time we went to Spain. Oh, cool. We could we couldn't yeah uh, meander around art museums as much when we had two kids in tow. The first yeah. time we did not have any kids in tow. Yeah, um, tiny. But yeah, do not appreciate. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A big boring room full of pictures. <laughs> full of very dark, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dark pictures. Uh, yeah, though, I'll tell you, Zinnia did love, um, uh, like Guernica, the oh, giant sure. Picasso painting yeah. about the the war. She yeah. was fascinated by that. I that's, mean, it's like as big as the hear, room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I mean, we could talk more about that when we get to the. You know, you gave a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know about weird. Like, how did yes. that all come together? Because I mean, obviously, you know, a movie. Uh, I mean, even when that goes to Roku or whatever. I mean, the the production value on that movie was amazing. You know, it's just we're kind of in a not really a post theater world, but like yeah. a lot of stuff doesn't. You know, they don't even bother taking it to the theater. But yeah. what? Uh, how did that all start? Or like, at what point in the process did you come on board? And what did you do? I yeah. need deets. Yeah. So. Um yeah, I'm thinking there may be uh, a few crossover. They might be giants and Weird Al fans. I don't know. Probably not. But a couple. <laughs> I've, I've met uh, two, two and a half. Times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, three. I'm one also. Uh, All right, three and a half. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, so um, uh, our studio Augenblick had worked with Weird Al once before for a music video for uh, for the song Another Tattoo, which was a parody of... Oh, what was it a parody of? It's like... Ain't got nothing on you, baby. It's like Bruno Mars and like a bunch of other people. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nothing on You by uh, B.O.B. featuring Bruno Mars. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's a funny song, and uh, uh, they did the video. That, that was... I, that was when I was still in college. So I think that was maybe like 2011 or something. But uh, I think Weird Al was a fan of Super Jail and stuff like that. So he always kind of kept the studio in mind. Yeah, when they were in pre-production on the movie, they like contacted the studio and was like, uh, we've got an animated segment um, that we'd like you to work on. And, and we're, you know, uh, uh didn't have many details or whatever, but like uh-huh. I am a lifelong Weird Al super fan, uh, as well as a They Might Be Giant super fan. Uh, so I, as more and more information was coming through, and it was like, oh, this project's definitely happening. I like bugged my boss, Aaron Augenblick, and was just like, hey, if you like want uh, somebody uh, to uh, lead this project, like um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> right here uh and aaron's awesome he like loves to kind of connect people with projects that he knows they're going to really enjoy um so he like worked very hard to like i i did like a drawing uh especially for it he like sent me all the like reference art that they were looking for that yeah saying like we want it in this style and i was like all right i will draw something in that style so that and then he sent that and so, yeah. And what was the style they said? Can you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the the scene 
uh, again, we kind of foreshadowed it, it, the scene <laughs> in the movie is the is a, uh, a sequence where we learn that uh, if people haven't seen the movie, it's like a completely false autobiography biopic of Weird Al. Everything is untrue in it. It's a parody of biopics about the. the would would the you say everything parody. though? I mean, there's nuggets of truth, but it's mostly. True. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My Bologna was uh, recorded in a bathroom. In a That's bathroom, true. Right. It was not yeah. the bus station bathroom, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. It was the call or the radio station. That's right. Radio station bathroom. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the scene that we ended up working on was where <laughs> uh, Weird Al learns that his father was raised Amish and <laughs> he <laughs> kept a sketchbook. <laughs> Uh, detailing the uh, uh, the story of how he grew up as a little Amish boy, so they sent me <laughs> these really realistic like sketchbook drawings. Like when I was like when I heard oh a Weird Al project and we're gonna do something animated, I was like cool, I'll get to do something cartoony. But like no, this was like you got to do it real. It's a parody. You got to make it look like the real thing. Like I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was these really like intricate like pen drawings on like old paper and so like i found a way to like duplicate that look quick like somewhat quickly like in photoshop and then like sent that over and they're like that'll work i what i did was i drew a picture of weird al in his amish makeup from from the music video yeah uh, from the amish (laughs) paradise music video of course Uh, and yeah that was what kind of got me in and uh yeah, I mean, talk about dream come true. I've got a dream job, and then Jesus. I get to, you know, do this thing for, you know, my childhood hero. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> how that stuff can kind of... Yeah. One thing leads to another. I mean, you hear about that all the time with, like, famous people. They're like, oh, well, I met this one person, and they introduced mm-hmm. me to this, and all of a sudden I'm in a big movie, and I'm a Hollywood star or whatever. <laughs> but even for, like, regular folks, I mean, for you, that you know, getting this job is awesome, and then they kind of... Then it can go different directions, all this cool stuff. Totally. I, mean, I couldn't have yeah. planned it this way, you know? <laughs> like, it was so many, yeah. like, pieces and, you know. I, I mean, just, yeah, totally. I mean, like, when I started this podcast, like, I never thought I'd talk to, you know, Marty exactly, or Danny yeah. or <laughs> Pender or Harris. And, and, I mean, or all the famous fans that I've talked to. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Um, you being one of them, having worked uh, on Weird Al movies. Uh, me being a guy who knows a famous guy. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a picture of a famous guy once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that should be how you um, market this episode. We have on a guy who drew someone famous. <laughs> I think that should be your new uh, Instagram bio. Yeah, I drew idea. a famous guy. I drew a famous guy once. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I actually just showed my my students my one of my eighth grade classes, uh, Amish Paradise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they loved it. Yeah, one of the kids was I was already really into it, but I was showing them the um the polka versions and stuff and they wanted to see eat eat it and all that you know all the big ones yeah (laughs) they love the polka ones because even you know the big hits kind of stick around you know the one thing weird al has somehow overcome is like his his parody versions for a lot of the songs Mm -hmm. have stayed 
relevant at least to our community longer than the originals have yeah you know yeah. like you go into a grocery <laughs> store and you hear you know i mean of course a song like you know girls just want to have fun of course like that's a <laughs> classic you know pop song right but i mean i'm just always singing the weird Al lyrics you know right you know don't well, know for certain but i've got, got a hunch Girls, they want to have lunch. Just want to have lunch. What a weird one. You know what? Some, some girls like to buy new shoes, and others like driving trucks and wearing tattoos. You know, from that same album, there's two really weird ones from that album, but the one similarly that always gets stuck in my head is I Want a New Duck, which like... <laughs> It's like that's not a relatable (laughs) point of view at all. From that's no one was listening to. I want a new drug. It's like that's kind of like me, but I'm more like I want a new duck. Seems like should have been like I want a new rug or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, right. That doesn't even rhyme with drug. Yeah, I want a new. It's a really funny song though. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, that's 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 incredible. So, like, f- you know, I'm 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 sure you're you're well aware that most people have no idea like how much time uh-huh. goes into animated projects, and yeah. so that scene. So, how long was the how long was the actual animated part that ended up in the movie? Yeah, there's like uh, everything minutes? we did ended up in the movie. So, <laughs> so right. Um, well, well, but how, how much uh, it, actual? It's, it's about mm. a minute and a half total. Minute and a half. Yeah. And there's like a little live action part in between. Yeah. And how long did that take? Like your, you know, your your company. You're from like you guys getting asked to yeah. do it, and you making that drawing all the way to like completion of it, and be like, here, here it is, put in the movie. I believe it took, and and we were th- that whole project was like extremely speedy. <laughs> so you think yeah. I'm gonna say a short amount of time? But <laughs> I think from start to finish, it it took us five weeks. Uh, among like, you know, we had a team of. Uh, I wrote this down recently. A team of like ten eight to ten people that like who would kind of come on and off depending on what part what stage of the thing we were doing and yeah was sort of facilitating the whole thing uh, five weeks does seem pretty speedy yeah uh like (laughs) uh i mean for a minute and a half i think a lot of people would be like oh uh I would like to accomplish more of a movie in in over a month, but uh, uh. <laughs> it reminds me of. Uh, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're gonna say this. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The stop motion. <laughs> it's like stand in the, and then it's just done. <laughs> That always Which, made me laugh, like <laughs> as an animator watching that, because I'm like, well, it would be kind of impossible not to know that that's how little you had done. Like, the guy like, stands the up out of bed. Surprised by it is really funny to me. Like, what? That's all I did? This is nothing. <laughs> we that's that's probably the Parks and Rec quote that we say around the house the most. Right. We just be like, this, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so funny you just like loop that right back into weird al with spam mm-hmm. which spam, yeah. i think i told you the the weird alphabet podcast i was yeah. on which is 
I don't think they're not growing anymore because they went through every Weird Al song in alphabetical order. That I looked, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because years ago they were to the S's and I was on Spam, the Spam episode with okay, them. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, I gotta listen to that. That's awesome. Yeah, because I yeah I love REM. That was a fun one to do. And yeah, Stand was a big hit of theirs, but not like critically acclaimed. Like most people think, it's one of the dumber hits they had. But it's a super fun song, and Spam is a super fun song. And it has like four key changes in it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> Just keeps going up and up. Yeah, and it's, up. Uh, it, it's a blast. I love. I love stand. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. a stand stan. Uh, <laughs> and I love spam. I just love Weird Al's voice back in those younger days where he yeah. really like laid into like his his. I don't know the uniqueness of his, his like, voice. I guess yeah, yeah just his like <laughs> upper nasal register. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Real kind of pinched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a new duck. I'm just looking at this I right want now. A new Someone, <laughs> someone's. So there's a video here. The the caption says, "I was bored, and it's turned out pretty good." Someone made it. <laughs> I read that exactly. I hope it's turned out better than the description. <laughs> and yeah, it's just there's just all these pictures they made, and it's kind of like a slideshow. This was 14 years ago. Well, that's awesome. Hell yeah, it's got 428,000 views and it's got a typo in the, in the one sentence <laughs> caption. Uh, are uh, <laughs> are you it. familiar with um, your horoscope for today? It's a, yes. an original song. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely unrelated to the movie, I got to direct an animated music video for that song what? just this year, you know... Uh, what this 11, year yes like 11 or something years no wait more than that oh 1999 wow to now uh, looking at this three months ago yeah yeah um uh Shit, my boss aaron this. did a comic version of that song for a different project the illustrated al and then uh, yeah I, I got to turn it into animation which oh man awesome okay i'll keep <laughs> this tab open i gotta watch this yeah very cool man so yes yeah, so you've been involved with two ale related things that's yeah uh, incredible yeah yeah man awesome um okay yeah i mean i could just keep asking you about this stuff and we could just talk about weird Al, but uh, uh <laughs> yeah. we need to know your tmbg fandom story sure um Believe it or not, it's related to Weird Al and animation. <laughs> uh, what? No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm tr- like I was trying to think. Um, so, so I grew up in um, a suburb of uh, Philadelphia uh, in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, in in scenic Bucks County. Um, and are we talking Amish countries? That too far east. Too far, yeah, too far east, too close to, to Philly. But I've spent some time in Amish country. Uh, yeah, they got some damn fine furniture there. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and it's on the way to Hershey Park. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. fun. <laughs> I think uh, I went there sometime as a kid. My yeah. parents are listening to this, and I'll get a text about it as soon as this airs. <laughs> no, you didn't, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was on the same vacation as uh, Cooperstown. That but makes sense. I'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Do you remember um, street lights that were in the shape of Hershey's Kisses? Oh, man. That's a thing in the whole the whole town of Hershey, Pennsylvania. There's That's adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um... So, yeah, like, I, I was trying to think, like, um, I feel like, 
I, I was in high school when I got into They Might Be Giants, and it was just sort of like a series of everything I liked was always mentioning them. So, like, I'd be on the Weird Al forums, and they'd be like, well, you know, they might be giants. And, like, at first I'm like, that doesn't even, like, what is that? That's not a band's name. That's a You're sentence. You're just saying <laughs> random words. Yeah, str- yeah a string exactly. of words. Oh, can I ask you, though, how uh, how old you are? You're talking about forums here, and I'm, I'm thinking sure. we're kind of close in age. Yeah, I'm 32. I was born in uh, 1990. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, I'm I got some years on you, but you so yeah, I mean the internet is so much different. Even just the past yeah. like social media changed everything, of course. But anyway. Yes. Yeah, no, I know I know what you mean. Like like because uh, the other thing that, that like sort of solidified this for me was Homestar Runner, uh, which I was a massive fan of. But it it, it is funny, like yeah, now uh like I had to go find individual websites. I had to find World of Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> forum, and I had to go to yeah. homestarrunner.com. Like that stuff, like does not exist anymore. Like you have to like put it through a sort of like social media hub or whatever, and it, it, it yeah. makes it a little, uh, I don't know, a little homogenized, I guess. Yeah, so and like, like having a website even these yeah. days is like a secondary kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Like I've got this might be a podcast.com, but like. Yeah, I think I update it like once a year. Like I don't know, it's probably been even longer. I gotta, I should probably put some new stuff on it and freshen it up. But like you know, I I'm on the socials constantly. I'm like this episode right. came out, this came out. I recorded with Josh tonight. And blah blah blah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I didn't take a picture of us. Oh. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three, two, one. There we go. Okay. All right. Leave that um, in. <laughs> yeah okay i totally will yeah but like a, a website it's like mm-hmm. if it's anything like professional ish you should have a website right but m- chances are people are getting to the website from the social media they're not they're not going to the site like www.thisbypodcast.com yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like you know pushing up their glasses that are taped together <laughs> and beaten up by the jocks earlier that day yeah and i'm doing a conan o'brien bit clearly yeah. Right yeah that's true <laughs> babylon oh, 5 yeah. this website i was on the weird Al forums all night chatting with babes at least they said they were babes Uh, (laughs) so yeah i miss those times (laughs) yeah you know i mean i came up like prodigy was the first was the first uh internet service provider that we had and like bulletin boards and like chat rooms like a chat room isn't a totally ancient concept and stuff like discord coming back around is like like i feel like when reddit came on i'm like this is like 90s internet like that kind of style yeah like discord yeah. kind of same kind of thing just you know other ways to talk to people and they're kind of like oh they you know chat room stuff was kind of cool and, yeah right you know, you're right. just like cursing people out as like a middle schooler <laughs> i'm just like swearing to people getting kicked out of rooms by the moderators you know right. good times but yeah you <laughs> right. said weird elf forums and it's like that's not really a word you hear like that's true i didn't that yeah I, I, I didn't even really days. think about it yeah in the modern internet yeah yeah because anyway. it is again like re, you know reddit it's reddit now <laughs> like you go to reddit and find the one you yeah. want <laughs> right the subreddit yeah, yeah 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 and you mix it up with people of your kind yeah that's yeah, right yeah yeah same kind of thing so yeah i totally derailed your story so uh yeah continue well um 
Yeah, I think it's like I would hear it. I would hear it on the Weird Al forums, and then I, I, I feel like I don't know. They would come up like, yeah, just like random places, and and then like, experimental film came out, and they did the video on on Homestar Runner, and I was like, okay, like I get, I guess I need to get into these guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I say all this too, like. It wasn't like a person who <laughs> was a fan who like shepherded me in and and which is kind of true to a lot of uh, my music habits as a teenager. Like I I, I I never quite I never could quite get behind um, the popular music when I was. So I was in high school in the early 2000s. So it was like. There was good rap at that time, but I I, I yeah. never really connected with it. And then, like on the rock side, like at best, it was kind of like Green mm. Day. And then more often, it was like yeah. Stained and you know like, Disturbed. I mean, they're fun, but <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Well, that was good. That's hard to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> typing it out is harder. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, 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 I don't know how many hyphens are in this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like it was. I, I I wasn't sort of following along with like what other kids were listening to. I listened to a lot of classic rock, um, but but uh, that was the other like. Nobody knew who they might be giants were. Like I, I like asked my parents, you know, this fan no. Like I asked my friends, no, that yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Which is funny, like like to this day it really it's really location dependent whether they are an extremely known uh band that like it's ridiculous to ask if you know them or not, or absolutely not, I've never heard of them at all. Yeah. Uh, like here in New York, yeah. everybody knows them. Yeah. It, it's, is that for real though? Because I mean, I know so many. I've had so many people on the show who are in your area, like mm-hmm. all you know, all around New York and you know, New Jersey and Philadelphia and just anywhere in that region. But like, if you walk up to like Joe Schmo on the street, they're gonna know who they might be. Giants are. I may, I maybe am like uh, talking about sort of my like art. Uh, bubble <laughs> uh sure like, yeah 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 it's it still it just feels like so much more than you know uh what i had ever experienced before where like yeah i'm like you know they might be giants and i could say that to anybody i work with and be like yeah of course i know them like, yeah uh, yeah you know you but, walk up to them they've got a pocket protector you know they're gonna yeah, know yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it, it also depends on like well, also, they've been a band for 40 years now. Right. If you asked someone like Joe Schmo, you know, in 1990, mm-hmm. after, you know, Birdhouse had hit, and then especially like when Tiny Toons came along, if you asked right. a kid like, oh, did you did you see that episode? Right. You know, the band, like that kind of stuff. But like these days, they are, and they, they you know, they call themselves an indie rock band. Right. You know, they started as an indie rock band, then they became an alternative band, but really right. it was just because, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, they got on Electra, which was the label. You know, Pixies, Metallica, like all these rock bands right. were on. Uh, and then now they're back to being an indie band. But um, they've always been the same band. But yeah, depending on the year, you know, or like Malcolm in the Middle, that comes out. Or yeah, whatever. right, and right. Like, you know, you know that band that does that song? Yeah, so. <laughs> right. 
Th- that's yeah. true. But they yeah. might be giants. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do a song for the Weird Al's story? I don't think so. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, but if they again, did a cover a of a Weird Al song, you know, I've, there's one Weird Al song that I performed live. Really? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay. So I was playing a uh, brewery in town, a really okay. cool spot. There's a lot of great music. Uh, and I did a set that was, it wasn't my full, it wasn't full on outdoor velour, but like Cara joined me for some of it. My friend Naomi uh, joined me on some of it and she's got, I kind of did various things, some originals and some covers. And so my friend Naomi had a, um, a 12 string acoustic and I'm like, oh man. And the first thing that came to mind, I wasn't like, oh, let's do a bird song. I was like, no, let's uh, do, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't love me anymore. <laughs> Oh, right. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So I'm playing that in front of like a happy hour crowd at this brewery. That's a great song. Like that's such a joke heavy song too. Like it's my favorite Weird Al original. Like by a mile. Always has been. It's really up there for me too. Yeah. You slammed my face down on the barbecue (laughs) grill. (laughs) You pulled out my chest hairs with an old pair of pliers. pliers. And I'm (laughs) playing. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm playing it on a 12-string acoustic yeah. guitar it is, as it is meant to be played. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I take my craft seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm be true to the source material. And, and like, did were the jokes, like, hitting? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was funny because I yeah. was kind of looking around to see, you know, if anyone would recognize it. I don't think anyone was like, oh, Weird Al song. But people were chuckling and stuff. So, yeah, it, you yeah. know, it served yeah, its I think, purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know the average person knows that song but it just feels like it would do well like if you got yeah. a warm crowd like yeah. they're gonna yeah yeah be you know, they're, the they're having they're having <laughs> their beers you know and everything yeah. and but like for the most part like some places you play like coffee shops and and breweries like they're a little different than like a standard venue because people are they might be there for you they might just be there to have a drink right. and so like th- you'll get right. talked over some and so like yeah. i just you know, play harder and louder and whatever. So like, I was really trying to sell it and I, there were definitely some people that were drinking and like, you know, I'd sing out something very strange, like, you know, about a snake in my underwear drawer and like people look over and they're like, what? And then then they start like, they give a confused look and then they start paying attention. So it definitely, uh, I I think it went over pretty well. Honestly. Yeah. That's awesome. For a middle of Indiana, you know, brewery show <laughs> yeah right right uh yeah, yeah um uh i i uh did um <laughs> this is weird al again but i did a, a performance of your pitiful parody of your beautiful as a as a high school uh talent show that was nice that was a, yeah that was a winner <laughs> yeah so like did did people know the Weird Al song, or maybe they just recognized the. Mil- maybe they thought you wrote the parody. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Do- well, actually, that is a funny thing. Like, I, I, I thought recently, like, oh, like high school talent show is kind of the last time, especially like in comedy, where like you can just like take someone else's bit and and do it. For yeah. Fun. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so I'm glad I did that. Actually, uh, uh, somewhere <laughs> around that time, that that group i was playing with we definitely have a recording of um oh. experimental film somewhere Ooh, uh, <laughs> dig it up and uh this 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 episode won't air for like three weeks so you got three weeks okay. to dig it up and send it to me <laughs> all right I might, yeah hmm, do i want to hear that awesome or? <laughs> what instrument what did you play 
I sang, which was an iffy choice. But, oh, you were just, uh, you were just, you were just the, the front person just rocking out, you know, twirling the mic like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, it was also swinging. like, it was like, I had like a vague understanding of music theory, but couldn't play anything that well. So I like, I like, it was very like opportunistic of me. I like go to my friend who plays guitar and I'm like, uh, okay, do this. And like my friend who plays piano, I'm like, I got a keyboard, you do this. And then I don't know drums at all, but I had a friend who was a good drummer <laughs> and like, and it worked it like, you know, we kind of, I, I think like it was very deliberate choice <laughs> for the talent show to do a funny song. So oh, of it course. Like, it's okay yeah. if your voice is bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're pitiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's high. I did not. I knew a little music theory. I didn't know to lower the the uh, 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 key a little the bit. Key, uh, yeah. <laughs> Strain a little bit. Weird Al has a phenomenal range. It's, yeah, he really does. People like, don't give him the props that he deserves. No. I mean, he can fly on any keyboard instrument. And uh-huh. he can, I mean, he can parody anybody's song because he can do anything he wants with his voice. Like, like, yeah, really, I was listening know. to his, um, uh, Celine Dion, uh, the, uh, he would, he would only do it live, but it was the, um, the Titanic theme, but it was about yeah. pizza. And yeah. I was like, Oh my <laughs> God, he is getting up there. Like he's doing it. And uh, one more Weird Al point. You were you yeah. just recorded an episode with uh, the, the two thousand inch oh, podcast, yeah. Yeah? yeah, just last night. Uh, two nights ago, yeah. Two nights ago. Uh, Will that air which, before this? Probably. I don't know, but it sounds like maybe. It sounds like maybe. Yeah, a week from when we're recording this, it will perhaps air. <laughs> Okay, so people should go listen to you on that. So that was, I'm assuming, about a lot of the stuff we've just talked about. Yeah, I, tr- I, I intentionally tried to say different stuff just now. <laughs> it was fresh I in my mind. I so. paraphrased myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys are cool. Um, I mean, Ethan uh, yeah, was on all, the show. I uh, think it's show. hilarious that I am recording <laughs> They Might Be Giants and the Weird Al podcast this, in yeah. the same week. Like, I mean, yeah, this whole first, you know, the 20 minutes of the episode has got to feel like deja vu for you after just talking <laughs> no, 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 about I, it. I made it. I made it different. I made it uh, unique. <laughs> so I'll need to tune in to see the... Uh, yes, please Yeah, no, that's, that's a great podcast. I mean, they have, they have gotten every guest that is of importance to the, I mean, Weird Al has been, you know, yeah, I know, I know. you know, Weird Al acknowledges his fan podcasts, but uh, the John's not so much, but it's I, all right. I know. I was just thinking today, like, um, you know, I've seen they might be giants like dozens of times live. And like, I don't think I have an autograph. Like I have they like tons to of it. signed Weird Al stuff. And like, I, I may have like, maybe I pre-ordered, some CD, right? But you didn't like walk up to them. And no, it. no, yeah. they're like they're much. They're tricky. They're like, which I also respect. Like it's yeah, uh, they kind of have an air of mystery about them. Yeah, in some way. exactly. I feel like there was like their autograph period was like um, like ninety eight to like two thousand five or something. It seems like you see all these photos of people around then, like. And like between the end of the Electra era, like when that ended up through like, yeah, there's that kind of like 
that middle period, the dark mm. middle period. <laughs> you know, like long, tall weekend, mink car, right. and then Marty comes in. There's the shifting of drummers and stuff. Right. And, and then, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of Marty at a signing. I know Marty will hang out with fans. Like, he's a little more, like, he'll hang out after a show and stuff and yeah. give people drumsticks and stuff like that. But the Johns, yeah, they just kind of, like, hide away. You know, you used to see, you'd see people posting photos of themselves, like, as awkward high schoolers, and the Johns <laughs> are just kind of like, yeah. You know, like, they're, <laughs> they're standing behind the Johns. They're like, ah! And Linnell's just like... Uh, so. Okay. Cool. All right. Next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next person. No, I'm I'm done. That's enough. First, you can fuck I, I will off. Say, uh, I saw them once at um at the or I saw them a couple times at uh uh, uh what's at uh, the Stone Pony and mm-hmm. one of the shows I went with my parents and after the show nice. Flansburg's like throwing out they might be giant stickers and he. He like clocks my mom correctly as someone who is good at like organizing and dispersing things. So he hands her like a stack of stickers and says, help get them to people. So like, which she did for a while, but I will say I have a lot of those stickers still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, How many did he give your mom? Uh, it was a pile. (laughs) Oh, wow. It was a a thick pile. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dang. I'll take some. No, what yeah, sticker yeah. was it? Which, uh, what design? You know, I, I'm pretty sure I have them. I'm looking at the drawer where they are, but I'm, I'm oh, attached. don't worry about it. You don't yeah, need yeah. to get up. <laughs> I think, oh, it might be what's on my shirt. This, like, um, you know, oh, yeah, thing. the uh, oh, what do they call it? Yeah, what, what do they call it? I know they, there's that some name for that logo. The, the one, yeah, Marty's, I mean, the coolest one, uh, for Marty's bass drum, in my opinion. The giant um, overlapping TMBP. I mean, it's featured prominently in the older video, isn't it? Okay. It's like that oh, era. Oh, yeah, I can kind of picture that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not this? No, that is that. Is that. that, is yeah. that. Oh, I see. You were describing. Yeah, it was perfect right, for his kick audio. drum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough sometimes. Yeah. yeah you d- describe your animation style on ah, this audio yes. medium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, a podcast about music is, is a lot easier than a podcast about well, f- well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and and other things, for example, like sure. um, Jonathan Strickland was on the show, and he's mm. you know an executive producer at iHeartRadio, but like tech stuff is the the podcast that I'm into of his, and he's uh-huh. like just hearing him describe like the surface of a compact disc, like how it works, like describing it. I'm like, oh my god, like. I'm listening to it while driving, so obviously I couldn't like be looking like, oh, yeah. just Google the photo of it. Like, th- like his ability to describe stuff ex- yeah. that is extremely technical, like in a, <laughs> to l- help you visualize it, like while you're commuting to work or whatever. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm that's glad I'm just skill. like, and then there's a C chord and then a G chord. You know, whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, then there's an F chord? What? Yeah, uh. yeah. And this song sounds cool. And this song sounds even cooler. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> and that's, that concludes this episode. Um, God, we've got so much to talk about here. And like yeah. we haven't even gotten to know, the song. I, I feel like we need to move on. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Just sometimes you just. Uh, I know I have all this stuff to say about the spine, but but uh, I'll I'll weave it into the. <laughs> okay, stuff to say about the spine. That's like just 
Something's always got something to say me. That's fine. <laughs> well, well, I mean, okay. So album, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you say there's no singular person that got you into the MIP Giants, but I would say there is a singular person, and uh, he wears red boxing gloves at all times. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, I wonder how he types with them. Uh, <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, got, yeah, and then that makes me think about, you know, we're talking about the old internet, like Flash, mm-hmm. R.I.P., mm-hmm. Uh, we still we still use for real. Know, not Flash became Adobe Animate. We still use uh, it. Okay, Magramedia Flash. Right, R.I.P. That's true. But, but it's maybe not so much something that like the everyday person is uh, um, having to fire up on a web page to watch a video. <laughs> oh no! Yes, you that's know. true. That yeah. yeah. It's all, yeah, it's more you know, like we're animating in it and then exporting it and, uh, oh, right. God, this is fast. And then it goes onto YouTube or whatever. Sports. Yeah, exactly, right. right. Yeah, yeah, you're not actually Flash. Like, you get to no. the website and it's got that little puzzle piece like, sorry, <laughs> yeah, you, right. don't, you don't have whatever this is <laughs> on the Mac that is a giant blue bubble looking yeah. Mac. Your shockwave player is not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this work on Winamp? I know Winamp. <laughs> I got some new skins for my Winamp player. <laughs> I heard from someone, someone that was a guest on here said they still use Winamp, and then it's really still, it's like their favorite music player. I'm like, huh? I liked it at the time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, apparently it's been updated, but I don't know. I, oh, I actually that's really thought about okay. checking it out, but like, I don't know. I'm fine with iTunes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. so the else. Um, yes. You know, being there, you know, there's a kids' album in between, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, here come the ABCs, but like the else um, is one of my favorite of favorite they might be giants albums of this century. It's funny you got to break it down mm-hmm. like into decades at this point. I know, yeah. You know, like Apollo 18 is my favorite uh, album of all of them. But like if I said the 90s, okay, Apollo 18. If I said the okay. 80s, you know, it's Lincoln. If I said the 2000s, that's tough because Mink Car and the Elves would be duking it out like sure, yeah. bloody, like brass knuckles brawling because they're just, <laughs> I love them both for yeah, such and different so reasons. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I also love them both. Yeah. Them, you've yeah. got, yeah, you've got Mink Car, which is just like eclectic and like zany almost. It's just like all over the place, wacky. Uh, yeah. In the best ways, like just weird and experimental, and then you've got uh, the Else, which is like probably their darkest album. Like, yeah. like maybe battling John Henry for that, as far as like there's just like the overall tone and like production uh-huh. style and guitar levels and stuff. Um, the, I funny, love it. Funny you say that. Like, so the Else was the first album to come out after I was a fan. So it was the mm-hmm. first one that I was like, I'm yeah. buying this new, and. The Else and John Henry were were probably my favorite as a teenager. So, uh, so I was I uh, 2007, and I guess was my it was in between my junior and senior year it came out, and I still kind of look at both of those albums as like I like them still now, but they're I think they're like perfect. They might be Giants albums for teenagers. Okay, uh, angsty. Like, yeah, they're like really angsty, like. Um, I was, I was just thinking about like withered hope is like oh, man. kind of this perfect, like, th- like 
uh, I wasn't like, a, believe it or not, I wasn't like a jock. Uh, and I'm like screaming. What? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm angry or angsty, I'm not like screaming or running or punching walls. It's more like this slow build. And like that song is like, but she doesn't yeah. like the soulmate. She's in love with the very. And like, uh, yeah, if you I haven't just, lived in the episode, if you haven't listened to the episode, like Stan Harrison, who uh, oh, their oh. saxophonist was on that episode and breaks it down in like the most musical way. He's the only guest I've had that notate, like had staff notation Whoa. prepared for the episode. Like I've had people bring in notes, but not like musical notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. He's like, here's why Linnell's, uh, you know, rhythms in the verses are, are interesting. And I'm like, that's damn, so cool. Damn, dude. I love his playing. He's like, yeah, he's all, awesome. Oh yeah. He's, he's a, he's a genius. He is yeah. like, man, like them having him on board, like a guy who's played on Bowie and Radiohead songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. And come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's a very angsty song. Like what like I mean there's definitely some that you'd call like okay, like Mesopotamia is that's not an angsty song. Like Yeah, yeah. Unless well, it's like, like you know liar for sure. You know, I'm not cutting I'm cutting up my gum and you're not getting right, some right. you know, the, <laughs> the angsty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do I do feel pretty angsty when I am called a Mohenjo Darone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean that's a that's a diss like of epic yeah. proportions. <laughs> um but yeah, there is like a bunch of like emo stuff on yeah, here. Like careful yeah. what you careful pack, what you like pack. Climbing the walls, like yeah. Take out the trash is like yeah. that feminist anthem. Yeah. I'm impressed is like the Bush, you know, like uh-huh. that's like that's like the anti-jock, anti like meathead song, you know, and the yeah. gorilla beats his chest. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the shadow impre- government. Right. I mean, you know, uh-huh. it's not like they're all in minor keys or like like super or yeah, like aggressive, like you said. But there's a lot on here that. Lyrically, like they've always been lyrically dark, but something about this album is like, and they say it's like their Bush era album. Like they're not right. They don't say that they're writing about Bush, and I'm impressed. But they are like, I mean, they have said like it's their Bush era album. Like they were influenced by just like the vibes in the country at the time. Yeah, yeah. Iraq, you know, the war on terror. Right, <laughs> right. The war of terror. Right, as, yeah. as Borat once said. <laughs> as the followed by my Borat wife once yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is one of the greatest scenes though i mean you've seen the movie right oh yeah, just yeah like yeah. where it, he's yeah. at the rodeo mm-hmm. and he's just like we support your war of terror <laughs> and then like, yeah <laughs> yep uh yes got you again one wonderful word country <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kazakhstan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Where your wife pulls the donkey cart. <laughs> so genius. Um, yeah, so the else, like, it's so you said it's a good album for a teenager, but, like, what are your thoughts on it now? Um, I do still return to it a lot. Like, um, I think I think it puts me a little bit back into that mindset. Like, uh, uh it like makes me want to feel like if I, if I feel like feeling emotional or like have some yeah. like pent up energy, like it feels like a good album. Throw on that. something. My be giants. It's time yep. to get nuts. Get <laughs> <laughs> to break shit. As Fred Durst once said, <laughs> I'm going to break some shit. Man. 
Yeah, um, you know that time when there was you know rioting at Lollapalooza when the Empty Giants played. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, coffee spilled on everybody. Yeah, not Lollapalooza. Yeah, Woodstock '99. Yeah, people were spraying coffee at each other. It was mayhem. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Empty Giants shows were we're all smiling politely. Yeah, <laughs> that is a funny. I, that is so true. Too. Like, I always want to dance a little bit more than everybody else at an Empty Giants show is what I yeah. find like yeah, it depends uh, um, on the song and yeah <laughs> I know yeah like you gotta go full on pogo for birdhouse come on people yeah exactly I, usually we get there eventually but it's a slow uh, New York audiences are not- notoriously kind of bad for that too they like don't want to move <laughs> they were doing the standing still I don't know yeah if you exactly know dismemberment plan they have a great song called the- oh it's really like, oh wait I think yeah. you know that song the Dismemberment Plan, yeah, they were doing yeah. the stand and still like the, is, like a dance craze song, but the dance is the yeah. Is still. it on the same album as the Genius. Ice of Boston? Yes, uh huh. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's another great song. Yeah, I love you, Glass Girl, but get out of <laughs> life. I'm staring at it, looking at me, looking at him, looking at me, looking at that, looking at me, looking at that. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so uh, Bird of the Bee of the Moth is track nine on this yeah. this album, which I mean, just the fact that you got like. This song, Withered mm-hmm. Hope, a track 10. Uh-huh. Con- Contra Coup, which is a whole different feel, but an- another amazing song about injury by John Linnell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Fane Amnesia. I mean, you got a couple like head injury songs right in a row by yeah, the two you're of right. them. And, uh, and then closing with the Mesopotamians. Like the back half of this album might be better than the front half. I mean, but there's it's stiff That's, competition. Yeah, this whole it really, album. Yeah. It's it's also <laughs> this is a maybe a boring observation, but it's an extremely well sequenced album. Like it just feels good listening to it in the order that it's yeah. there. Like yeah. uh, it all kind of works of a piece. Uh, yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah, with the uh, dark, careful what you pack. I mean, yeah, you got all these yeah angstier songs, these yeah. more emo kind of songs. Like we actually did a. I was thinking we should do a part two. We did a Patreon episode with um with Kara Terra Trait and um Elizabeth Siegel uh called They Might Be Emo and oh, we yeah. compared songs They Might Be Giant songs to specific emo bands and like why because <laughs> like if you look at They Might Be Giants lyrically like they're fucking emo I mean they've got the more kind uh-huh. of intellectual bent but like they're always singing about horrible things happening depression like physical injury just totally. all kinds of stuff that like could be you know in someone else's hands or like you know had they grown up you know in the late 80s Washington DC instead of you know the or, you know coming up in the early 80s Brooklyn or whatever right you know, right that maybe you know they're you know they'd be hanging out with Fugazi and writing different types of songs you know <laughs> right. like with the similar lyrics with the different music you know you <laughs> that's can really true, yeah yeah I mean yeah, I remember like, thinking they could like, be a metal band too. I mean, so many of these lyrics, right? <laughs> Take out yeah, the goofy right. songs and just leave like the injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember thinking "Bastard Wants to Hit Me" was like, because uh, like that band "Hello Goodbye" was out then. And yeah, I, I kind of I was like, oh, that like is kind of like doing what they were trying to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that band, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, like the bit like "Me Without You." I feel like that could have been mm-hmm. a "They Might Be Giants" song title. Yeah, like, even totally. leaving the spaces out of it, like that seems like a "They Might Be Giants" thing <laughs> yeah, to <you're> too. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, "Bird of the Bee of the Moth" is one, like maybe not yeah. their most emo, but like they're. I mean, it, it's it's one that has a lot of fun lyrical turns. And is inspired in like a different way than a lot of their songs. Like like they like to take um, literary influence and old movies, old music. Like these are guys that are just like voracious, like consumers of all like media and knowing like the lineage of stuff. Kind of like you know, like to be an animator, it's like you can't just come in and be like, "You've never seen Snow White," like you know, like yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. Things, right. Like you need to know what came before and like the Johns are those kind of guys that, I mean, they're elder statesmen now, but like even when they were young, yeah. they were like record bin guys, you know, and right. new old movies. I mean, their band name is based right. off of an old <laughs> movie, you know? So like, you know, th- uh, this one, while it's not like, just like, Oh, John Linnell, like thought about, you know, getting his leg broken or something like he randomly pops into his head. It seems like, you know, like, Oh, I had this. Yeah, he is often thinking about that, isn't he? Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> what if I hit my head really hard? Uh, we're just talking about it. You know, <laughs> my brain yeah. just bouncing around. Um, so this song, the title at least was inspired by this guy, Jonathan Lethem's promiscuous songs. And, and the yeah. song is called, um, or I guess the the potential song yeah. is called "The Moth of the Bee of the Birds." Now, yeah. did you read about this whole this this project, this promiscuous songs, and um, the other things that kind of go along with it? Yeah, did you well, get a so I, I I did a little bit. So I think like he he I know him as a novelist, mm-hmm. <laughs> which this all reminded me that I read like two chapters of uh uh. I forget even which book it is now, but, uh, and I'm like, Oh, I should return to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, over the years he would just sort of have like lyric ideas, which like I saw them. I'm like, well, you wrote poems. Uh, but, but I guess he always kind of thought like there should be music for them. And he just sort of put them out like, and said, this is open source, make a song out of my lyrics. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is cool. It's it a is cool. cool. Idea. Uh, Hey, th- those first two chapters of that book I read, they were great. <laughs> Whatever book it was. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Fortress of Solitude? It was something city. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn? I think That has a city in it. <laughs> Your city. Right, right. Um, Hold on, wait. Jonathan something city. Let's Latham. look up bibliography. Uh, Chronic City? Chronic City, that's it. 2009. Couple years after the else, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chronic City. It's a uh, Dr. Dre's right. governor. And, uh, so you've read it also. <laughs> Cube. Ice T's in there somewhere. Oh, Ice T's a detective, just like he should yeah. be, like he right, is right. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> For crimes most heinous. Um, especially heinous. I'm sorry. Uh, here's where I drop in the Law and Order sound. Chung chung. <laughs> so those, yeah. those those two chapters, but you didn't finish it. 
You know, it was like uh, deep into lockdown time. And, uh-huh. and I, I had just read a book that was like oddly similar. I just read Ant Kind, the Charlie Kaufman book. And then Ooh. I'm starting to read this other like really heady, surreal <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, wait, I can't go into another one of these. Right. Like, like my brain is going to turn inside out. I'm going to be yeah. stuck in Chronic City if I read this. Exactly. Yes. Uh, it is 528 now- pages, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. first book was called gun with occasional music that is really? a great title that's oh awesome. my god the cover of this should look this up it's great kind of <laughs> old detective novel looking cover but like twisted that's really cool gun with occasional music yeah gun oh, that's comma, so with funny that looks music. awesome yeah again it looks like they might be giant's album cover or something um <laughs> Yeah, this this cool kind of like this open source idea. Like, yeah, it's a cool idea for someone to be like, "Hey, I'm good with words, but like, you know, hey, musicians, like, hey, I got some words here. You know, you want to do something with them?" And yeah. for Linnell to do that twice. Oh yeah. Oh, that's twice, right. Twice. Was... Linnell yeah. has used uh, these open source lyrics of his before for a song called Second Longest Night." Which was right. a song I had never heard before Same, and is yeah. not on my spreadsheet. Oh, wow. Right? Like for a wow. song to pop up and we'd be like scrambling, like, uh, Command F, is it on here? <laughs> it's not on here. What? I fucked <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I never heard of again. it again. Yeah, so I think, you know, I'm dropping some of that in right here. Emily at the Continental Divide saying, Why don't you bring your friends inside? You tell her that you'd like to, of course. But your friends are down drinking at the White Horse. Paula says, That girl's got a crush on you. And you say, I know, but there's nothing I can do. The one that's on your mind is dancing with her friend. And she's telling the joke from Favilla again You can't get anywhere Staring at the one you love You can't get anywhere Staring at the one you love No, no, no You can't get anywhere Staring at the one you love You It's good. It is good, uh, and that one is literally the lyrics that that yes. Jonathan wrote. I, I the the other one is like just like the bee of the bird of the moth. Yeah. is just sort of like inspired. I think right. So he was literally doing this project, like taking these yeah. lyrics that were offered up and making a song out of it. Like he did exactly what you know Lethem was intending yeah. them to be, and it came out super cool. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not a They Might Be Giant song. It's a John Linnell song. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Technically, you know, I don't know. Patreon episode. I don't know. I'll throw it in somewhere. I don't know. Um, but it's a cool song, and it needs to be talked about. So it'll it'll be on the spreadsheet uh, 
probably, I don't know, down at the bottom with the Patreon ideas. Yeah. Um, Get Jonathan Latham yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, maybe I should uh, see if I can get in contact with his management. <laughs> yeah. His publicist. Yeah, I mean, it's not totally out of the question. So this second longest night, super cool song. And just for me at this point to hear a song I've never, like not mm-hmm. once heard before by anything John's related, I was like, I was like, oh my God, songs are great. Yeah, and I, uh, yes, I, w- I wouldn't have expected <laughs> Bee of the Bird of the Moth to be the key to the to a hidden, <laughs> they might be giant song, or, you know, gi- they might be giants adjacent song. Uh, yeah, it seems more like Vaster Than Charlotte could have been a venue song. Va- oh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> Vaster Than Charlotte. It's Was one that of one the, of the lyrical his? Page. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, you think about Charlotte too much. It's taking your edge off. You're losing your touch. You think about Charlotte anytime you're alone. Forget about Charlotte. Get a gig or your own. That's a venue song right there. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, First, we're going to like open it right above the moth of the bee of the birds. Got it. You want to read us some of the lyrics off of that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Let me pull Jonathan Lethem's. I just lost the the oh, moth here we, here of the bee of the birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moth of the bee uh. of the birds. Pollinate? I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer anything to being the moth of the bee of the birds. Find a mate? I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer anything to being to birding to the moth of the bee of the birds. <laughs> Molest a bud? I'd prefer not to. It's <laughs> uh, funny. I yeah. I, I can. It's see. great. I, there's some great rhymes in here that are very, very giant-esque. Like, um. Yeah, it's not that I don't know about that stuff. I read that book. I heard that song. Ah. I know the words, but I'd rather hum. I'd rather play dumb. I'm the moth of the bee, the moth of the bee, the moth of the bee of the birds. It's, uh, I mean, you know, the guy's a writer. I mean, these they're weird. I mean, so this Chronic City that you read yeah. was kind of surreal and weird, but it, I mean, this is, it's like verging on, you know, silly in a way, yeah, you know, it, like in a weird giant esque, silly kind of way. Are his books are they comedic at all, or darker? Um, they're they're weird. Like um, yeah. <laughs> again, I'm going by just reading the beginning of the book, but like the, in a giant's kind of way. Weird? I would say so. Like the first yeah. scene was all about this guy. Well, and, and there was like a detail where this guy's. <laughs> Uh, girlfriend famously was an astronaut who is stranded on Mars, and so is oh. al- that's always in the news, and that's that's difficult for him. And then the first scene was him going to a vault where they keep the Criterion collection. So it was but- like, is <laughs> yeah, it was like a very. <laughs> Is it really a vault where they keep the Criterion Collection? I'm going to guess no, but I don't know. It's more of a warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Disney and Criterion share the same vault. Uh, Yeah, right. And they lock it up. They only let them out 
you know, so <laughs> often. <laughs> you don't really hear that phrase anymore. The people, people, young people would know what we're talking about. Where like you pop in a VHS and you yeah. see an ad for like one of the other old Disney movies, and they're like, "It's coming out of the Disney vault. You gotta buy it now, people. We're gonna lock it away. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't help ourselves from locking these things. We know about supply and demand, and we're gonna yeah. pry all the money we can from your grubby little hands. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this bee the moth of the bee of the birds yeah and, and and having read about this is now just making me mess up the order of the they might be giants yeah, yeah, yeah. title because i keep second guessing myself i'm like wait is bird first or <laughs> bird is never first in either version right right exactly <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm like i know bee isn't first on on the on the left version yeah right or whatever yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah cool because like so I'm I'm wondering kind of why Linnell didn't just take it straight up. Well, I'm I'm wondering like I, I'm trying to read this and and I'm like, uh, Bee of the Bird of the Moth. I think I I don't really know what it's about, but but broadly I think it's about a hummingbird moth. And I don't know if Moth of the Bee of the Birds is about a hummingbird moth. It's mm. uh, yeah, uh, which. By the way, I listening to this to be of the bird of the moth. I never knew what it was about at all, but I'd hum it. And there's that, you know, is that a stylophone? The burp, burp, burp. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, uh. yeah. That's a and good hook. It's, oh, it's great, and it's <laughs> funny because just like it's like slightly out of tune. And the thing yeah. about stylophones, wait, do I still have mine or do I throw it away? Mine broke. Um, uh. but it's got. So this is it's yeah. the same one that Linnell has. Like you, you'll see him playing it. Yeah, I've like seen he him. He got it like you know, it was a stocking stuff for at some point or something like I did, <laughs> and just like right, uh, yeah, and then was playing with it for you know like a few years there, and then put it away. But there's like a, a tuning mechanism on the bottom. Oh, so like you can tune it like just the whole instrument. You can tune it like old synthesizers. Like I have a uh, an old eighty two synth over there that has a tuning knob in the back. Um, because analog circuitry like can can be affected by uh, temperature, humidity, stuff like that. So like if you have like a Moog synthesizer, you tune it like not individual keys like a piano, but you tune the instrument like when you set up for a gig and the synthesizer warms up and whatever. Right. So like it's funny to me that the stylophone is like slightly out of tune because Linnell could have just twisted. Yeah, this it's thing a simple. Right, it it's an electronic instrument. It's as simple as right. Yeah, and it's not like horribly out of tune. But I know he would be able to tell. Maybe he just thought it was funnier. That it was a little like, like yeah. Little I mean, it feels so. So I, I was gonna say like when I first heard this song, I, I didn't know what it was about at all. It's like I said, fun to hum all that stuff. But then one day I saw. Uh, hummingbird moth and and I was like what it, it was it was at like a family get together and I saw this thing flying around the flowers and I was like what? oh you've actually seen one in person yes I have not and I was like what is this thing and my grandfather was there and he said that's a hummingbird and I was like that's not a hummingbird it has a bug's face like what's going on here and yeah. then it like popped into my head like it's just a hummingbird yeah. moth. Like and I'm like, moth. oh, and it's acting like a bird that thinks it's a bee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, 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 I don't know. It's like a weird story, but like that is, 
I feel like that is my relationship to They Might Be Giants songs a lot of times where like the words just wash over me and then something yeah. happens. That's the most specific one probably ever where like there was a concrete thing that I'm like, I get these words now, but like right. yeah. usually it's more <laughs> <laughs> usually it's more like uh, abstract where I'm like, ah, yeah. th- those weird combination of words. I get it. Like I'm feeling that right now. Like, uh it's kind of like when you were reading about you kept coming across the name they might be giants yeah those are just words exactly yes they've been doing that to me from the beginning (laughs) yeah hummingbird moth you know it's just something linnell made up yeah hey what's that oh it's a hummingbird moth what (laughs) i oh my god (laughs) oh my god it's real (laughs) i am on the uh U.S. Forest Service website, okay, which is, which is the first link I wanted to click on when I googled hummingbird moth, <laughs> and so hummingbird moth, um, hamar, uh, uh, hamaris, something I don't know, Latin, uh, right at, off the top, according to the U.S. Forest Service, perhaps one of the most delightful insect visitors to your garden is the hummingbird moth. All right, editorializing a little bit, right, but according to the Johns. It's completely fucked up and can only be explained in song. <laughs> Little yeah, differing opinions there. These so, descriptions are really at odds. The lyrics yeah. versus the... <laughs> the I'm definitely going to drop in a clip of this TED Talk, so 2007, so right around uh, the else. Uh, yeah, the Johns were both on this, this TED... Uh, talk performance and like uh so they they're introducing the songs it's a ted talk but they're playing mm-hmm. um and uh and i'll play a little bit of that performance too thank you very much good morning everybody we are they might be giants i am wearing the al gore in-ear monitors he wore on the larry king show and i'm hearing that transmission and not mine but i guess that's in keeping So now we'll just move to the PowerPoint presentation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is a a brand new song in in the spirit of Ted. We're bringing you something that has uh, not been released. Um, John, do you want to introduce the song? This is a song about a creature called a hummingbird moth, which imitates another creature, which imitates yet another creature. It's completely fucked up and can only be explained in song. Everyone is crying at the dread hypnotic flying of the bee of the bird of the moth. You can't walk, you can't ramble, cause you're gonna have to scramble from the bee of the bird of the moth. Catbird is a cat, but he's got bugness in his veins. Manhouse lives within himself with thoughtful human brains. Neither one is equal to the challenge of the freak We'll call the bee of the bird of the moth Now the moth defeats the mouse and man It's messing with the plan It can't be believed Cause it's just a hummingbird moth Who's acting like the bird that thinks it's a Equipment. It's addressed to the bottom of the sea. 
It's one of those things. I love the John's banter when they're just cursing yeah. and they're just so crass, but it's something that would never go in a song. Like, they've never yeah, said you're right, yeah. the F word. That's true. But I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Perhaps one of the most delightful insect visitors is this fucked up hummingbird <laughs> moth, which just doesn't know what the fuck it is. It's yeah. very confused and a real piece of shit. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. They fly and move just like hummingbirds. And like hummingbirds, they can remain suspended in the air in front of a flower yeah, they while they the unfurl like... their long tongues and insert them in the flowers to sip their nectar. Yeah. They even emit an audible hum like hummingbirds. <laughs> yeah, this, oh, man. It's a weird thing. I, I didn't know what to make of it when I saw it. So, yeah, <laughs> inexperienced garden visitors, like your grandpa, like will gr- think yes. it is a tiny hummingbird. <clears throat> um, yeah. It, uh, Inexperienced. Yeah, it, wait, that's weird. It, it's a, there's a a, a, a subtitle. It yeah. says like Ludwig Pilch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ludwig, amazing. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> wow, man, talk about a solid grandpa name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Seriously, man, none of Ludwig's out there these days. I know. Uh, I agree. Yeah, or or Wolfgangs, or <laughs> you know, any of those Johans. Uh, hummingbird moths are rather plump. The tip of their tail <laughs> opens into a fan. I'm liking this uh, U.S. Forest Service description. I know, it's, it's very, fun. yeah, it's a fun description. It's not just like some sort of encyclopedic thing. These these things are wild. And so, okay, so I'm looking at a map of uh, where these things tend to live, and yeah, they're all over the Northeast. Okay. East Coast. Or oh, yeah. I'm looking at Upper it. East Coast. Florida has them a bunch. For some reason, Missouri is chock full of them. I guess <laughs> oh, they like yeah. the Ozarks. You seen this? Yeah. But, like, okay, so Chicago, they're kind of around there. But as far as Indiana goes, you look there. There's no dot by Lafayette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis, apparently you might see one. Uh, okay. But, like, yeah, it's kind of wild patches. Like, then, then there's some over, like, in... Northern, you know, Oregon, and there's some in North Dakota, and like a little patch in uh, what was that, Wyoming? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my states. And then nothing I've been in between. There. Like it is weird. Yeah. Like, how'd they get to Oregon? They're like way on the west coast of Oregon, and then but not in there's Idaho just, at all. Yeah, there's just <laughs> one, yeah. one flying around over there. Like I got separated. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something about the, I mean, the climates are something, but like the climate yeah. in Oregon is so much different than the climate in Philadelphia. I yeah, mean, you're you right. Know, I, I mean, it's weird. I mean, I don't know. It's probably more like, you know, like the Ozarks and that whole area, but it's like all over Missouri. I, the, the Missouri, oh, Missouri. It, 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 I, I, yes, the listener should definitely look Swarms at this map for, where there is like weirdly a bunch of little blue dots just <laughs> filling Missouri. <laughs> you can't you, you look left, look right, look up. You're going to see a hummingbird yeah. moth somewhere like just within arm's reach and just swat at it. Uh, yeah. So they like bluebells apparently. So that may have something oh, to do with it. They like cute. certain These things flowers. are cute. They I don't normally are, like bugs. in like a weird way. They're like <laughs> the face only a mother can love. Yeah, they're they're they, cute and they're yeah. totally fucked up. They can only be explained in song or by the U.S. Forest <laughs> Service. That's, that video is really <laughs> <laughs> that TED Talk video is really funny too because it is. like the um, 
I, I guess we, either the audience is not mic'd or they're extremely serious because you don't hear a response to that at all. I'm, I, I'm at home yeah. laughing and like, yeah. it's like dead silence on the <laughs> video. Yeah, like who did they round up in the crowd there? Like, you know, it's like when the Johns appear on, you know, like when they appeared on Conan a million times, yeah. like the the people in the crowd there like they're conan fans but they like a lot of them are there to see they yeah, might be giants exactly. like until any late night show like there's a huge applause for the guests because usually those people find out right. they're taping and they go to see their favorite band but like at this ted talk like i don't know they just <laughs> yeah just ted fans off the street. all right <laughs> yeah we're fans of just ted talks in general <laughs> we just like learning things we don't appreciate being sweared at young man <laughs> It's just Young a bunch man. of old people in the yeah. crowd. They're like, they're like, did he just say the F word at a TED oh Talk? Oh, my. Is that allowed? I, I, that's the third monocle I've broken this week. <laughs> I'm a simply stuffing so I've horrible. crushed all my pearls from clutching <laughs> them so hard. <laughs> my hands are a bloody mess. Uh, <laughs> pearls are sharp. Uh, yeah, it's a cool um, performance, too. It is, yeah. Cause it's oh yeah yeah because it's it's just Marty Flans and Linnell yeah and Flans um, playing bass yeah Flans playing bass yeah, and Linnell on accordion so a, yeah a guitarless version mm-hmm. um, so I mean yeah I had that slotted in the live section but it kind of goes along with yeah this it's sh- it straddles that that it's that rare straddles that line <laughs> between uh you know cool trivia point end quote. And a live performance, all wrapped in one. <laughs> TED Talks. Gotta love them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're a cool thing. I yeah. like learning stuff. Totally. You also get to learn about STP. We're not talking about Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. What is that, oil? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's automobile lubricant. I don't I don't think it's like motor oil, like you go get an oil change. But I think it's something right. that like l- lubricates the mechanisms in a car of some way, and I'd sound like a guy who totally does not know cars, and that would be accurate. <laughs> I've I've changed a headlamp in my, I've changed a headlight in a car before, and that's about that, it. That's great. I haven't changed had a, a car since I was 18 years old. Yeah, Brooklynite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take the subway everywhere. I don't know. How, do you have a? Yeah, yeah, to 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 work. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The R train. The R train. Uh, all the Brooklyn listeners are are at home cheering right now. Woo! R train. <laughs> yeah, but what stop? What stop do you get off at? Yeah. Tell us. J Street Metro Tech. <laughs> there you go. You take the R to the J and the STP and all the other letters. <laughs> Yeah, so a sticker that says STP. Like yeah. anyone who watches racing, you flip on a NASCAR race, chances <laughs> right. are one of them has an STP sticker on it. It is like one of like a, a very popular brand for racing. Yeah, yes. I mean, I feel yeah. like I've seen that. Uh, not that I followed a ton of racing. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of tangerine colored submarines in a NASCAR race, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's just, I mean, I just put out a Beatles uh, episode of a Patreon episode where yeah, the TBG yeah. does the Beatles. Yeah, and the uh, cream tangerine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. That seems heavily trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, the lyrics in this song, just like, the. I mean, there's so many points, jumping off points for Linnell. Like, it just yeah. seemed like an obvious choice 
for all of the like things where he's like, I learned about this thing. Yes. And now I'm going to sing about it. Like this seems like it was so obvious. Like it must've just been when he found out about this poem and then probably like spurred him to be like, wait, is this okay? The hummingbird moth, maybe he'd seen one and be like, okay, that's a song. Like five minutes. He wrote this. Like it, it had to have been. Yeah. And I, I wondered too, cause it's like, so it feels like it's so like syllable and meter contingent. Like, uh, I don't, I've never heard right. of him really doing this, but like, it struck me as like, uh, David Byrne talks about how he'll like, mm. just make noises in the right tone, like, yeah. and I wonder if that's like, cause it is mm-hmm. everything, all these words fit. I don't know what they mean when you put them together, but it's just like, so fun to be like. Headlights under, hats lie in the headlights <laughs> everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty uh, common technique. I mean, yeah. again, famously, yesterday was scrambled eggs. You've heard yes, that. Yes, of course. Story, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, right. Well, uh, yeah, and get yeah. back. They're doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yep. And to, to bring it to indie rock, the band Sebado, uh, uh, that name, Sebado, was just like apparently Lou Barlow when he would write songs like the nonsense words he would ah. sing like like those syllables se- yeah sebado, sebado, you know like that was <laughs> became the band name yeah right. uh, so that seems reasonable that that he wrote well I've always uh, hypothesized that Linnell writes his melodies on the keyboard and then puts lyrics to them. Interesting. Um, okay. Well, I feel oh, like oh, Flans yeah. like I feel sense. like Flans maybe writes. Uh, kind of lyrics and chords together, you know, as a guitarist might. Right. You know, you're strumming out chords like, okay, and you're singing to it almost right away. Um, but Linnell, I feel like like his his melodies do often really sound like something that like would fit right under your hand. Yeah. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah that everyone right. right. Yeah. I mean like oh let me open this up here. Oh I've got shit everywhere. Oh. So yeah I mean that So the song's in C, which makes it, yeah, really easy to yeah, right. plunk along with and kind of just, like, make something up. C, F, C, F. E flat, B flat, like, the B of the bird of the month. So it goes out of the key immediately. I mean, going, yeah, yeah this it's another one of those where he's just constantly evading the key that we think the song might be in, just... Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just like a little chromatic thing going down. And that's down. going down from A to G, right? Or if I'm if this tab is correct. I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I'd have to like cue this song up and play yeah. along with it, but um, yeah, what was? Yeah, the, it's there was another song that 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 uh, that person called in and was like explaining how uh, I forget what song it was now. Maybe some. Oh, you were really, like okay. You the the so you're listening to the episode that just came out. Yeah, yes. <laughs> someone keeps moving my chair. He was he was um, correcting me on the mode that it was in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I said it was Lydian, and he says Mixolydian. <laughs> Or am I getting that backwards? Dang. <laughs> I know, right? God, send me back to music school. Um, get these modes that nobody uses. How, how dare I yeah. forget them? No, yeah, like, yeah, Mike Best. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have him on an episode for cool. sure because we can really get into <laughs> yeah, it. That was fascinating. I was loving that. <laughs> yeah. I'm also interested in, like, he's a, um, did he mention this on the voicemail he did? Well, he had to record it just like as an MP3 and send it to me because Google voicemails uh, have a two-minute limit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like just it's just like can you, can you record yourself and just like send it over, or else yeah. you have to leave like three or four voicemails. Um, <laughs> but he's also I'm interested to talk about um, to a he's a music pastor, so he's a religious uh, affiliate. He he makes music in a religious capacity in yeah. the most in his career. And uh, the Johns is famously being pretty atheist or agnostic at the very least and mm. very, you know, liberal. Um, not that you can't be, yeah. you know, a Democrat and be religious. Um, but I'm curious, like, I don't know, just like, because, y- you know, you tend to... Flans is like social media presence is is pretty hard left-leaning. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's not pulling any punches. Like, they're not like tippy-toeing around stuff. Yeah, no, They're no. like, you know, if if you don't want to, you know, follow them on social media, whatever, if you don't want to listen to them because you don't agree with their politics, yeah. good riddance, you know, is essentially, like, their thought, like, they're just going to say what they want to say. Um, yeah. But I'd be curious to... to, to have, I should have a Patreon episode with Republican fans of They Might Be Giants. Oh, my God. Who's out there? <laughs> Where are you? It's uh, the sound of a tumbleweed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'll find like Republicans. I'm sure. I'm sure. Punk can. rock bands. Like when you find out, like Johnny Ramone is Republican yeah, right. voter, you're like, oh yeah. man, what? really? <laughs> or the bassist from the Vandals. Yeah, he's a yeah. lawyer and he's a Republican. That's I, disappointing. I'd be, I'd be curious about other like religious. Uh, they might be Giants fans. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I did, I was toying with. I was talking to a couple of. Uh, yeah, uh, guests of the show who are uh, Jewish and like yeah. that. Um, I mean, again, there's such a New York band and like there's just such a strong contingent of Jewish fans in New York and mm. uh, and elsewhere. You know, I I toyed around with that. Just like it's like just like you know, this crew of people come on the show and it really doesn't have very much to do with you know. We're not going to talk about you know. Judaism and yeah, right. uh, they might be giant songs. Like, what are we going to find? But pretty much just like, oh, here's, you know, a reason to get a, a different crew of people together to just talk about music. Yeah, right, um, right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it would be a little more on topic maybe to have Republicans on and be like, okay, so what are your thoughts on when, like, you know, they sang this or like yeah. Flans tweeted this? Yeah. Like, you know, how did you. You know, thoughts on that. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'd wonder. I wonder how that would work. <laughs> how, yeah. how, how they would like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a tab here too uh, for the solo. 
This is a, uh, let's see, who did this? Tabbed by a, at Ion Song or HN Song and Lex. Yeah, I don't know if I know who these users are. Mm. Um, I may have been misinterpreting too. I think maybe the bass is playing different notes than the stylophone. Mm, yeah, that's possible. There, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in this song. Like, yeah. like looking at the credits tab there, there's a oh yeah, let's see crap ton of stuff in this song. Like, this is a um, horn filled song. Like a lot of the else again. Right. Another reason I love the else. Yeah, that's chock true. Chock full of horns. Yeah, um, horns and big guitars. So you got you know Linnell's doing all the vocals, and then you got him on the keyboards and the stylophone, obviously. Flans, Miller on guitar, Marty on drums. But then you've got additional percussion by uh, someone other than Marty. You've yeah. got Moro, Moro Rafosco, um, who is a Brazilian. Yeah. And he's played some hand drums on Monopuff stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, creepy, and it's fun to steal, and has played percussion on... Um, <laughs> The Lady and the Tiger, Dog Walker, um, <laughs> has done stuff. Yeah, uh, David Burns. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Grown Backwards. Yeah, which Linnell plays. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's that song? Um, uh, Civ- Civilization, maybe, is mm. what he plays on? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I feel like I should find something from his band. I do love a lot of Brazilian music, and Brazilian pop mm. can be really... Cool. I've only been to Brazil once. That was a while ago, but yeah. like I have a big appreciation for all the different kinds of music that's come from Brazil. I mean, Brazil's a gigantic country yeah, yeah. with with several humongous cities. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's in a New York-based Brazilian pop band called Foro in the Dark, yeah. or Foro. I don't know how. You, I mean, Portuguese is a little different than yeah, Spanish, yeah. but um, I'll I'll find something to drop in here because chances are this band probably kicks ass i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go out on a limb there so here comes a clip (laughs) if it doesn't kick ass it's on me both touring them with them right now. Yeah. So Jim O'Connor was their trumpeter of choice still at this time. Um, you know, all the way back to, um, well, let's see. He's in the Dr. Worm video, but he, that's Pender. Pender is playing on Dr. Worm, but Jim O'Connor's the one in the video. Oh. 
these little tidbits that I retained. <laughs> these are the things filling up my brain instead of like, yeah. you know, how to do my taxes. Yeah. Um, who needs that? Nah. That's not important. That's not important come every April. Um, so like Jim O'Connor uh, was part of the, uh, what did they call their, the Velcro horns. And there's been a couple iterations of the Velcro horns. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the picture uh, on Jim O'Connor's page, like yeah. he's right, Right in the front on the in the on the left. Okay. Um, and then Stan Harrison is like right in the middle with his tenor sax. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. Um, and then Dan. I mean, Dan has gone through various hairstyles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's got shorter hair. He's right behind Marty. Um, on the right, the right trombonist. That's the, um, oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, with the glasses yeah. though. These days you don't see him wearing glasses a whole lot, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's him. It's you know not uh, the the highest you know it's not a modern photo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Jim O'Connor played. He's been on a shit ton of they might be giant stuff. Um, but you know modern people probably know more. You know Kurt Ram obviously has come into right. the fold fairly recently, like in the past five years. You know, and kicked ass on a bunch of stuff, and now Pender's back in because Kurt Ram, I guess, probably just couldn't do this tour or whatever. Oh, okay, Because yeah. um, Kurt Ram is on book. Okay. Pender's not on book, but Pender's the one playing on is, the tour. So, so was Jim O'Connor who would have been touring with them? Or no, sorry, which one's the trumpeter? <laughs> yeah, Jim O'Connor. Jim O'Connor. Was, would he have been touring with them for the else? Uh I'm trying to... Maybe. I'm, I'm I mean, just... he's been on a ton of recordings. Has he toured with them much? I'm not positive, but he's yeah. he's a friend of Dan Levine. Okay. Um, I'm okay. curious. O'Connor played first... trumpet. Yeah. yeah, O'Connor played trumpet as part of the original Sapphire Bullets lineup, and he also collaborated with Mike Viola. Um, yeah. Sapphire Bullets, the only They Might Be Giants tribute band that matters. Are actually Team BG pretending to be a Team BG cover band. Um, it's another so oh, many right, weird right, little right. things in their history. But he's played live with them. I'm not sure how extensively he's toured, but he's playing live with them in 1994. I mean, he, yeah, he goes okay. way back with them. Um, I'd like to know what he's up to now. Honestly, I should track him down. Yeah, that'd be. I yeah. I've had so many horn players on. I know. I've tried, to, <laughs> I've tried to get. I've tried to get Kurt Ram through the other guys. I don't know if he's more of kind of like you know the introverted type, yeah. like Miller. Apparently, Miller like never does interviews or anything like that. Really? That's um, yeah, you know, he's the kind of guy like like he gets on stage and, and kicks ass, but yeah, yeah, just like I, mix it up with the press. I'm yeah. not the press. I don't know. Am I? Am I? <laughs> um, to quote Futurama. <laughs> Fry, you're overreacting. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? <laughs> Another frequent quote around this house. <laughs> Am I? Um, anyway, the the horns in this track are awesome. Yeah, they you've, are. You've also got extra guitar by some guy named Lyle Workman. Huh. Yeah, right. Which, in the wiki, if you click over, Lyle Workman is a guitar monster. What? (laughs) I'm guessing that means he has literally guitars for arms or something. He's just a terrifying (laughs) creature. (laughs) Okay. Who's featured prominently. And we can only describe him in song. (laughs) I want to know who wrote this. Like, this is not an edit. Can you edit this page? I don't know. I want to know if Euless wrote this. Um, Uh,. Yeah, okay, so um, featured on, let's see, 
on some very strange and specific moments in TMBG, sparring with Eric Schirmerhorn in Oddball, a Frank Black cover. So Eric Schirmerhorn was like the factory showroom era uh, guitarist pre-Miller. Got it. Providing the ridiculous solo in the mostly monopuff-backed New York City. Um, yeah, because New York City, the cover of the Cub song was originally going to be a monopuff track. Oh, I'm um, learning so then, much. Yeah, and then reappearing a decade later to play lead on the Captain and be the Bird of the Moth. Okay. So this guy, yeah, in and out of yeah, TMBG, another guy I should track down. I I want to track down Shermerhorn. There's so many people. I've been trying to get Hal Cragen. Um, I found him on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I looked on all the social medias. He's not on anything, yeah. but he's on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Um, I sent him a message on LinkedIn. Haven't gotten a reply. Dang. Maybe he's just not checking that, you know. Yeah, usually people check their LinkedIn <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the weird. time. You know, when you're looking for base gigs, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. where you go. That's LinkedIn. the main place for it. As a base, you know, as a session bassist, LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, got to have your your CV, got to have your resume up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> speaking of bassists, acoustic bass oh, yeah. on this track by Justin... Justin Meldel, Justin Meldel Johnson, who is not clickable on here, yeah. meaning uh, usually that this is the only They Might Be Giants track he has ever been on. Right. Um, and so I'm looking him up right now, and he, um, I mean, he's cool enough to have his own Wikipedia page for one. Oh. He has worked with Beck, Paramore, Nine Inch Nails, M83. I'm in a huge M83 kick. Their new album is fantastic. Air and St. Vincent. So this dude is yeah. like fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, he Okay, other artists. Oh, my God. This guy. Talk about a CV. Other artists <laughs> he has worked with include Garbage, Mars Volta, oh. Frank Ocean, Dixie Chicks. Like all over Whoa, the genre. Matt, yeah. Tori Amos, uh, Dido, Goldfrap, <laughs> Pete Yorn. I mean, I, I didn't even know all these Def people Heaven. needed acoustic bass. Jimmy Eat World. I mean, he's a he's a bassist. So he's also okay. So he's also a producer, but he's been a touring bassist, um, guitarist, and keyboardist with uh, for Nine Inch Nails uh, from uh, 2008 and 2009. He was Beck's bassist and musical director. Musical director from '96 until mid 2016. So it sounds like maybe that was his biggest gig was uh, with Beck. I mean, that was. Yeah. That's 20 years he was with, with Beck. Okay, so the, I guess that was maybe his primarily his primary source of income, I suppose. Right. You know? I mean, that sounds like a pretty cool gig. Yeah. I wonder if he uh, was in charge of the rhyming Beck-tionary. What's that? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just quoting Futurama again. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bender goes on tour as a washboard player. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, yeah, and now... <laughs> Since 2021, he be, he's been the bassist, keyboardist, and musical director for St. Vincent. Oh, cool. It's weird to think of someone like Beck and St. Vincent, people of this like musical fortitude, yeah. having a musical director. I don't really know what that means. Like, uh... maybe, maybe he helps boss the other musicians around that are there uh, on tour or okay. whatever, so Beck doesn't have to worry about it. Right. You know, Beck comes out and does his thing. St. Vincent comes out and does her thing. And right. he's the one that's like... You know, this this guy we got on this tour, I got to keep him in line. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so St. Vincent can go, like, put on a big 
like silver spacesuit and you know focus yeah. on that and <laughs> but i mean the the range of people that this guy has worked with like cool stuff yeah, of is, like yeah. every genre yeah i mean dixie chicks now known as the chicks but like country yeah. indie rock prog rock like old school art alternative stuff folky stuff yeah. i mean i'm seeing tegan and sarah Deaf Heaven, I mean, they're practically a metal band, like shoegazy metal, Jimmy World, like emo stuff, yeah. like any yeah. like any genre you can think of. I mean, even, you know, Frank Ocean's in there. Yeah, I mean, right. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, this guy has, wow. Okay. Now to get this guy on the podcast. Yeah. We'll just talk about other stuff and then we'll be like two hours in and be like, wait, so they might be giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You played on one song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, man. How did, why, how, why is he on this? Like, and why is, I'm just noting, noticing that Danny Weinkoff is not on the track. Oh yeah, you're right. So what? Yeah. I mean like, Uh, Hey uh, Danny, do you own an acoustic bass? (laughs) Oh no. No, Sorry guys. All right. Um, Go home. (laughs) You're, you're free to go. Yeah. (laughs) Pack up your bass and go. Uh, Uh, I mean, I'm sure they could have found him one. But maybe oh, uh, maybe this dude was just like around the studio oh, wait, or something. Is, are the Dust Brothers a uh, were they Beck? They're they're Beck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the Beck connection. There you go. Yeah. So Yeah, good 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 call there. That's that's got to be it. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, the Dust like, Brothers I, like I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the acoustic bass? I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it plays way different than electric bass. You can't just get an electric bass and hand him an acoustic bass. You never know what'll happen. Yeah, yeah. You saw what happened with Chris Novoselic on MTV Unplugged. The whole thing just went horribly wrong. <laughs> or it was one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, yeah. Weird. That's cool. This guy, man, I didn't expect to get off on a five-minute tangent about a guy who doesn't about, even have his own wit page on the yeah, wiki. Um, about Justin Meldal Johnson. Yeah. This dude, cool as fuck. Yeah. Man, a podcast about him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people he could give you stories about. I, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Jesus. He should host yeah. a podcast. All that... Dirt on Frank Ocean and the, the <laughs> weird performance at Bonnaroo that he put out. Was that Bonnaroo? I don't know mm. if you keep up with that stuff. He put on a very disappointing performance recently. At Wait, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he's like a very reclusive, mysterious kind of, as far as like hip hop guys go, he's. Yeah. Seems like an introvert and is just yeah. like, I don't want to play shows unless I absolutely have to. Right. Oh, I've signed this contract three years ago. I guess I got to play. Uh, I'll just fuck it all up. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, very yeah. Self sabotage. Basically. Yeah, you should you should look into it. It's yeah, uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting. Um so quite a lineup on this. Yeah. It's gotta it's gotta suck, you know, like Danny will say like, Oh, it's the Johns band. Like he is it's the Johns band. He's said that so many times to me. I'm like, well, what about this? And he's like, Oh, I didn't have anything any saying that. I'm like, you know, you probably would. Like Danny, you know, he writes his own bass parts, and he's such a talented dude, and yeah. he writes his own songs that are amazing. Yeah. His son is releasing songs that are amazing. Like, he's a talented dude, but still, he's in this band. He's been in the band for 25 years now, and he's like, oh, it's the John's band. I'm like, you yeah. know, I think you could have been, like, 
Like, even in 2007, he'd already been in the band for a decade. He could have been like, guys, I'd like to play the bass on this song. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You've been in the band for a decade? <laughs> Who are you? Be gone. I'm sure they didn't say no, but, like, yeah, I <laughs> no. do wonder why. <laughs> no, the Dust Brothers have said they <laughs> the got Dust this guy. said they can bring in Justin. He's like, oh, okay. Mike, Mike Simpson, <laughs> no relation. And John King, John King was like, no, you're dismissed. It's time to bring in the ringer from Bexman and Nine Inch Nails. We, you can really hear the Nine Inch Nails on this song. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> if anything, I'd say like, I'm impressed. If anything's the Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it'd yeah. be that, their most industrial song. Kind of, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Great yeah, song. Yes. I love the Dust Brothers stuff, the influence on this album. And it's not every song, but like something about it. And like, I feel like it even spills over into the non Dust Brothers songs. Like they were kind of like taking cues for them as far as like Marty coming up with drum parts and stuff like that. It's just a very, it's just such a great fucking record, this whole yeah. thing. Did they, yeah. uh, is this the only one they produced on? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this the only album that they produced on? The only they might be. Oh yeah, album they yeah. Produced mm-hmm. on? yeah, Yes, that's interesting. They, they, I mean, I I do also remember like, because was it? Uh, did No and Here Come the ABCs come out like immediately before this? Because I I just remember it being like we're doing an adult album, and I remember that being uh, significant yeah, yeah, yeah. also. Like, uh, no, it was, um, <laughs> well, you had uh, Minkar, and then No was shortly after that. Right. And, no then, was, and then the right. Spine was in, in between. Right. The Spine, Here Come the ABCs, then, and then the yeah. Else. Uh, the one stretch between the Else and Join Us, 2007 to 2011, yeah. there were two kids' albums, right? The one, yeah, two, threes, and Science. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There is just so much... I mean, I always say this. I picked a, if I was going to pick a band to do a podcast about, like I picked the right one. Yeah, I, I hitched my my about. yeah, <laughs> I hitched my horse to the right cart, or was that the other way around? There's just so yeah. much here. Like I learn stuff in every episode. I'm not like, hey, let me tell my guest about stuff. Like I'm like, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, Justin, what's his face? You know, Justin Meldel <laughs> Johnson is the coolest guy to ever yeah. have been on a They Might Be Giant song. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right. I mean, Dust Brothers are pretty freaking cool too. I yeah, mean, when totally. you got like Beastie Boys and yeah, back in 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 your your in your credits, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we haven't talked about uh, Manfred Mann though yet. Oh yeah, yeah. This is an interesting. God, yeah, I'm telling you, right, like, sending you this email, this was, like, one of my more involved emails, like, it <laughs> seems like as far as songs in the 2000s, or, like, in this century, I guess, a lot of them, like, you come past the demo area, and it's like, okay, there's no dial song there's no demo, they didn't play this live, I'm like, okay, there's one cover, or whatever, I'm right. like, this email's pretty short, right. but then with this one, like... <laughs> Being of the bird of the moth was yeah sh- shocking how much yeah <laughs> and I'm like eliminating covers I'm like I I yeah narrowing down covers but we'll get to that god yeah, damn yeah. how yeah. Man, we're already I know I'm how, so- two hours we're oh my god yeah I'm- are we gonna break the record for longest episode here dude <laughs> I don't know this, we might we might it's ten thirty holy shit who's I doing do it? am tomorrow. I being verbose is that what's happening. <sighs> 
I mean, having Weird Al content for yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. minutes <laughs> definitely got us off to a, a, a you know, yeah. a rocky road start. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm full of dad jokes tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Rocky Road. Yeah, you can't, you know, have another triple scoop with me. <laughs> yeah, this episode is way too fucking long, but Josh and I were having a lot of fun chatting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the dudes worked for Weird Al. All right, so you're going to get part two next week. Actually, it'll probably just be in a few days. I'm just going to keep trucking along with this edit. Uh, sorry this episode is late. It's because of hard drive issues stemming from uh, me making skate videos and then trying to put in this gigantic wave file to edit it to a podcast. So here's part one. Sorry it's late. You'll get part two in uh, four or five days.